What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to yet another episode of the Warrior Soul Podcast. And today is a very, very special day. I am here with my good friends, Andrew and Adam Marr from the Warrior Angels Foundation. Um, Both of them have been friends of the show for a very long time, friends of mine for a very long time. Uh, Love the shit out of both of them. How are you gentlemen doing? Oh, doing great. Great to be here, Chris. Good to see you again, brother. Long time friends of the show is correct. I think we first started uh, doing shows together in 2016, if memory serves me right, man. So, yeah, uh, man. Story, story, history here with uh, Warrior, Warrior Soul, and uh, us supporting it, man. Honored to be back on the show. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you guys have been busy. Like two two industrious dudes, right here, been putting a lot together, moving things forward. A uh, little bit about the Warrior Angels Foundation and, and Andrew's story, and I'll let him talk about this for a second. But I first heard of Andrew when he was on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, talking about his story, and I was absolutely floored by it. Um, this is a man who, who who served in the Green Berets, uh, suffered severe traumatic brain injury, um, was able to come back from it uh, using some protocols that I'm sure Andrew's going to talk about. Uh, and, and his brother, Adam, was a U.S. Army pilot as well. And together, you guys have created this outstanding foundation that has done so much good for veterans across the country and, and is making headway and actually creating a solution to, to so many of the problems we face with traumatic brain injury. So, uh, Andrew, I'll let you take it from there. You, you want to like just refresh the audience a little bit about who you are and where you come from? Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, my background was in Army Special Forces. I was an athlete my entire life, a college athlete, uh, played football. And once my undergrad was done, uh, the natural progression for me was um, special operations, looked at all the different um, branches there. Uh, Green Berets, to me, made sense as an entry point, had aspirations on uh, of moving outside of that at, uh, uh, at, at inception, but that was where I wanted to be. And I knew what I wanted to do and I wanted to go and, you know, test myself in combat, uh, suffer a crucible and be with other like-minded sick individuals. And it was the best time of my life. Um, went from being an A team player, um, my entire life and no different on the teams to, to, you know, one day waking up and just being a complete disaster um, in every aspect of the word. And so you could see the, the contrast of who I was to who I had become was couldn't be more juxtaposed. So, um, you know, all the cognitive declines, the emotional declines, the uh, physiological declines just made life uh, almost uh, unworth living, especially when you add in all of the uh, different medications and things that I was put on. So, you know, that was kind of my backstory, man. Um, couldn't figure out really what was going on, except uh, life was coming off the rails. And that started a, you know, a slippery slope. Now, I'd really like to get uh, Adam's perspective because you always hear me talk to on Blue in the Face, but kind of, uh, I think, high level, Adam, what was it like, you know, for you when someone that, um, you know, you loved was going through all these issues and there wasn't a scratch on my body? And we couldn't really get good information on it other than all of a sudden 
this psychologically sound individual is no longer psychologically sound. You can't take the things he's experienced. And we didn't know what to do to where we're at today. Um, I think it would be unique to hear you talk about it. Yeah, because this is, you know, 2013 was your last deployment. So 2013, 2014 timeframe as you're kind of going, you know, through all this and our military careers, you know, kind of paralleled one another. So, you know, I commissioned and went to flight school uh, and uh, became an aviator and was kind of had our parallel paths where, you know, I'm going through doing the Apache helicopter pilot thing, doing the special forces thing. And then it was around that 2013, 14 timeframe that, um, yeah, like just all these signs and and kind of symptoms of uh, something, you know, kind of much larger at play um, going on. And so I remember one event distinctly where like, you just called me crying and and sobbing. I was like, Oh my God, is somebody dead? What happened? what's going on here? Because it was such a foreign uh, behavior, you know, from you. So Andrew's my older brother uh, by two years. So I always grew up, you know, with uh, looking up to to older brother, but, you know, he's just larger than life. He's this very strong character. It's only later in life that I found out I was a decently strong person just because I was measuring to like world, world world-class strength. So he's just a, a very strong, capable individual to go from that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, heights of success, you know, just, uh, overachiever, goal-oriented, very driven, very, you know, happy, charismatic person um, to now being like a shell uh, of that and exhibiting these behavior traits um, that were very abnormal at the time. So this is uh, 13, 14 timeframe. Uh, the, the answers uh, that you can find today just with the Google search, um, all the work that's been done in the last five, six, seven years with traumatic brain injury, PTS awareness, uh, mental health, it, it wasn't readily available. So we just had conventional wisdom and medicine that was really trying to, to kind of write the problem. So for me as the family member, um, it's, it's very scary and it's almost even more so because you have even less control. You see this person you love spiraling, you know, one thing after the next into like, I'm overly medicated. I can't function and do the things that I set out to do in life. And on top of that, the only control I can have is from uh, the self-medication, you know, I can do with alcohol just to numb the pain and feel some sort of, you know, normalcy or comfort. And you can see how that um, symptomology and cause and effect uh, multiplied by all the, you know, thousands and thousands of veterans that have gone over and, and been in similar environments, situations, head injuries, head trauma, fight or flight um, characteristics, putting that physiological and psychological stress on themselves can get to a point where they see that suicide is the only choice. And that's where we were really at mm-hmm. 13 and 14 until you kind of went on this hero's journey of healing, which to me, to this day still, you know, astounds me that on 13 medications, like at your complete worst, you know, alcoholic by your, your own metrics, you know, ready to kind of call it quit. You know, you had a real decisive point where you just, made the decision to say, like, I can either die or I can get better. And if I get better, like, what does that look like? And whatever it takes, like, I'm going to go and do it. But then you backed it up and then you did it. And then you brought others along, you know, for the ride, which was kind of the the foundation and the ethos there. Yeah. Awesome. I would agree. And I think that's a good point, Chris, is that, you know, even in our uh, most difficult 
external circumstances. It's things that we tell ourselves that matter most. And what, what, is, what history has proven clearly is that irrespective of external circumstance, we can architect, architect and engineer our response to life. Mm-hmm. And we own that. And that might be the only thing that we own. And um, once I understood that, man, I kind of felt free um, to go and pursue life on, on the terms that I wanted to play on. And those terms initially was, fuck it, and get better. I don't care. Every mm-hmm. doctor I come across says this is a no-go. Um, and I don't care where I got to go, who we got to see, what mountain we got to climb. doesn't matter because in my mind, it was already done. But that's, that's not special or specific to me. That, this, is, this is a condition that we, uh, and a vibrational frequency that we can all take hold of and emanate and resonate through us. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I should also I mention... I was just going to mention real quick that you guys, you guys have written a book uh, together called Tales from the Blast, Tales from the Blast Factory, outstanding book that chronicles Andrew's story. And you get the perspective from Andrew, you get the perspective from, from Adam. Also, uh, something that, that we have to mention here, at the time, Andrew had five children and a saint of a wife uh, who is an absolutely amazing woman. Um, and he now has seven children. Uh, they had twins after, after, after this, right? So you guys, you guys are, 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 we're dealing with this with all that going on in the background too. And, and, and I think that's important to the story as well. Cause uh, one, one thing I know about Andrew is how committed he is to his family and I think that that's a big part of this story in, in, in driving his dedication to, to try to get better as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my identity, Chris, uh, prior to the injury was solely wrapped up in being a special forces operator. And uh, so life throws us curveballs. And the curveball I got was, um, hey, you know, this thing that you thought that you were put here to do, can't do it anymore. And there wasn't any, there was no transition, military, military transition time. It was like going hundred miles an hour to completely falling off the train, not knowing why, finding yourself on the street, medically retired, uh, all your pay benefits take about a year to turn back on. And I'm wondering <laughs> how am I supposed to provide for a wife or a family, much less try to take care of myself. You know, that was all in about 18 months uh, time frame, but, but that's it, man. And I had to realize like, you know what? My identity was not as a special forces operator. So what really was it about that, that I really was grabbed onto and, you know, you don't get to do introspection on yourself until kind of you can remove yourself from that uh, operational environment. Cause it's just go, 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 go. And all you're thinking about is uh, the next mission. You just never, never any time spent thinking about that. And I realized, man, like my throughout my entirety of my life, I had always been laser focused on what I wanted to do. And it was very simple from the time I was 10 until I couldn't do it anymore. I wanted to play football. And after it was with football, I wanted to be special forces. And then I wanted to be the best husband and father that I could be, period. What I really understood, Chris, was that what were the drivers of that? Drivers of that were purpose and fulfillment and those were found for me through contributing and performing to the best of my abilities to something that was just greater than myself. 
And once I really understood that, it was easy to go back to my core fundamentals. Okay, well, I can no longer do this. That ship has sailed. I am still a father. I am still a husband. And I owe it to them to do the best I can, to be the best I can. And that's what kind of sent me on a, on a new path, took me from one timeline into another. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Adam, I, I want to talk to you a little bit too, because, you know, you guys are going through this here and, and, you know, you see the changes that Andrew's made. How did the Warrior Angel Foundation come about? Um, when, when did you guys create the idea to, to create a foundation out of this, to get this information out to everybody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, originally, I mean, I think we started ideating on the, on the concept of it in like the fall, uh, late fall of 2014. And, you know, the, the simple origin story is Andrew's like, Hey, I know, I think he had started seeing a little bit of improvement. I don't know if he was yet on the Gordon uh, protocol at that point uh, or where that came into the fix. But, um, and Andrew talks widely about this as well. Um, anything that could be done uh, as a treatment modality to heal the brain in some capacity, um, he went after and, and sought. Um, and so that took him to hyperbaric oxygen uh, treatment, um, magnetic uh, resonance, and, and things like that. And so some of these things, uh, he started to see a, a little bit of improvement. So early on in his kind of road to recovery, it was, Hey, there's too many guys that are um, exposed to what I've been exposed to. There's too many folks that are hurting and there has to be a better way. So we need to create this foundation because nobody's really answering um, this call right now. And then I think around that time was when we actually got plugged in with, with Dr. Gordon and just saw the incredible um, results um, from the nutraceutical uh, protocol, but that was really it. Um, it was, it, it came from Andrew and his experience with other operators and knowing the, um, environments and conditions, uh, that they were exposed to, um, what the toll of, you know, 10, 12 years of combat operations, you know, at that time had done, uh, to the community. And it was, uh, let's go out there and, and let's, uh, find a solution. So I was, I was originally going to get out of the military, and my goal was just going to be to go back and, and get by my MBA. I was looking at the, the oil and gas sector and moving down to the, to the Houston area. Um, and so that was kind of the plan. And then everything kind of started unraveling with Andrew. And once he started to get better, he's like, well, I'm going back to Dallas uh, to start. And I'm going to focus on this nonprofit. Uh, why don't you change your plans and do that? And I was like, yeah. Um, for me, the opportunity to work, you know, with my brother, we had a lawn mowing business in uh, high school and in college. And so we had a lot of fun getting out, doing some landscaping. And that's really Mar, Mar Brothers Mowing. Mar Brothers Mowing. So that was, <laughs> it was actually my business. And uh, once I started to become a little bit successful, Andrew became a, a partner owner. <laughs> and uh, But he brought uh, he brought a lot of uh, um well, just labor to the, to the equation yeah. organization yeah. structure. No, it was discipline. No. So we, so we had an absolute uh, blast. Right. And then, you know, we just kind of went our separate ways for the military. So for me, this was an opportunity to come back and work with, you know, one of my favorite person on, on the planet um, had really no idea or expectations for what this would become. Um, what our, our core offering would be for the nonprofit 
and the lives that we would impact directly um, and indirectly. But it just all came from um, just knowing that there was a problem and some solutions out there that weren't really being talked about and a need to, to go and provide that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the story of the accidental entrepreneurs, and um, we lived the problem. Um, so when you live it, you know it better than anybody else. You know what others are dealing with, and the current solution set led us to believe, like, <laughs> there's, there's got to be a better way than this. This is ridiculous. And so then we just, uh, after we found what uh, worked and understood the science behind it, and then, the you know, the economic effectiveness behind it, it was okay. Well, how do we reverse uh, engineer that? And uh, and that's exactly what we did. We understood that there was a gap in the system, and we could, in some small way, provide a uh, a little bit of a bridge uh, over that gap from people who you know needed help and had no answers to you know could get help or could get answers. And you know that was really the the start of it. And uh, I mean, we were a little bit, ahead, we were way ahead of the time, as a matter of fact, because we, uh, this is 2015, and we put together the whole virtual telemedicine model um, back then. Now it's um, an everyday thing, and um, but that wasn't the case prior to March of 2020. Like telemedicine was some wild construct for the majority yeah. of the population. And uh, so we were able to, you know, do it with our, with our, um, ecosystem that we were able to put together this uh this this operation where individuals could receive world-class care without ever having to leave the comforts of their own home so we we're just incredibly um proud of you know being able to put that together and and things just grew over time and they just snowballed over time this wasn't some big grand you know master plan we just put our heads down and and did the work and you know one year we could help you know 10 people another year we could help 20 people and last year in 2021 we supported financially over 600 individuals to get care so it's just been um just absolutely incredible to see where it started and, and where it went from and i think another thing that we realized kind of early on is that you know what we can't touch physically everybody that has this issue and um i you know, we don't not going to wait on the government to solve any problems here. So what we can do is obviously we can physically touch and support those with the resources that we have or that we earn directly. But the asymmetrical approach was how can we deliver deliver uh, information in a way that individuals can receive it who need it and know now that they have a alternative from what they were told was a sentence. And that to me is really, I think, the most uh, some of the most important things that we have done is continue to find different domains and platforms to push out good communication so that individuals can receive it. So here it's really, it's knowledge is power type of thing. And it's um, really what we've been doing is giving others psychological permission that, oh my God, everything that he just said that he was going through, like I am experiencing that. And I also am experiencing this with the uh, medical industry. Right. industrial complex and yeah. how do I uh, navigate that so whether or not we personally help somebody or personally or an organization financially supports them now we have this overwhelming body of evidence you come to our website and you can do the research for yourself you don't have to take my word for it there's plenty of good stuff on there with the book with the audio book with the, with the film with all the, the podcasts and the media that we continue to do I mean that's really what it's been about is saying hey you know what 
there is an alternative. And I think, you know, in a day when we're trying to shut down free speech and shut down any uh, dissenting viewpoints uh, on alternative methods to heal ourselves, um, we're still finding a way to go out there and get that message out. Right, right. And that, that's something I wanted to bring up here. And, and I don't want it to turn turn into a big conversation about COVID or anything like that. But medical freedom is an issue now. And, and you know, we see a lot of people out there trying to battle to, to make their own choices in healthcare. And, you know, one thing I could say about Andrew and Adam is that these guys have been fighting that fight for, for much longer than COVID's existed. And, and uh, you know, the, the things we're seeing right now with what's going on with that debate, um, these are things that Andrew faced in the realm of traumatic brain injury, you know, uh, uh, being told that he can't go outside of the VA, VA protocol and, and that, um, you know, if he does, it's, it, it, it's not going to be approved or anything like that. And, and, and not getting anybody within the medical establishment to listen. And, and it's frustrating and it sucks. And, and, you know, in a lot of ways, like I said, Andrew's been fighting this for forever, right? Oh man, to tell somebody that you could mitigate inflammation with nutraceuticals, that you could take uh, other certain essential um, minerals and vitamins, and then to replenish any hormones that are lost because of uh, injuries, uh, you would have thought that like we were had tin foil on our heads. Some of the responses that we got, like just in, insanity. And uh, it wasn't until I see that you know the current state of affairs unfold in front of me, I was like. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've been seeing this for a long time. And uh, so it's just funny, man. Anything that is a alternative to uh, that certain narrative is like there's only one way and there's just this one pathway and it's uh, through these pharmaceutical means and everything else is nonsense. Um, well, we, we've just proven our, our evidence suggests that's strongly not the case. Right, right. Yeah, I think a lot of work um, has been done and a lot of ground has been made in the last you know, six, uh, seven years, but I still think that there is uh, a significant uh, amount of work ahead. I think the medical situation you're describing with COVID has really, you know, accelerated that and spotlighted that, uh, Chris, and really put it on people's radar. Uh, but yeah, like Andrew was saying, I just, I remember, you know, in the 2015 timeframe, like a lot of like our communications and messaging was around the validity of the science. It was like, yeah. we had to, combat and you know sometimes just chose not to have discussions with people because you know even, even nowadays if, if they're not receptive to the, the information and the and the science behind it uh i don't know how much you can convince them otherwise i would say our first three years we were in a defensive posture yeah. at all times like and i had to be armed i mean i went in and, and i educated myself and a lot is, is due to, to Mark Gordon being my direct mentor to make sure that I was representing uh, myself and, and the organization well. Um, but we had to be prepared to fend off, you know, anybody that we were talking to. And so it wasn't, it was like, it almost came off like as a sales pitch, but we had to be ready at all times to be able to fend and back up everything. And you should be able to do that anyways. But now somebody wants to poke, holes you know or proverbial holes i don't i don't care i don't get down of shape man we got a mountain of evidence we, we've got all this um clinical results and efficacy 
change lives. I could care less what you think, accept it or not. That makes no difference to me. We're going to continue doing what we're doing. And that's kind of a cool spot that we're into now because it didn't start out, didn't start out that way. And I think one of the things that you uh, spotlighted how you originally got plugged in with us was the 2015 episode 700, Joe Rogan, mm -hmm. uh, Chris. And so I think one of the biggest things, and um, like we knew Rogan was was big. I mean, it was big in 2015. We thought it was like, it'd be like the magic bullet, like the end all be all we get on the podcast and, you know, all our problems are solved and, and how naive to, to kind of think that. But in some respects, um, it also was way more than our greatest and wildest expectations. Um, and then Andrew's been on uh, two more times. Um, and of course, Rogan has only just exploded uh, in his dominance of the podcasting market and what he is. And so when you see like the, the messaging has really been the same since then, the science has been the same, the peer reviewed science and validation and the clinical application of it. But now like through this platform and, and mediums like warrior soul also like doing the work for the last five or six years uh, and everybody else has really helped change change the, the narrative and the culture because we've reached so many people that now they're armed with this information, they're armed with the science and they're going. So the people that, you know, don't believe it anymore or don't want to get on board with it, those are like, those ones are, I, I would say more few and far between now. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's why we, we kind of fill this, you know, new era uh, in the foundation where we're really, you know, accelerating our way forward with our collaborators, uh, partners, and other nonprofits that also aren't waiting for government, you know, solutions saying, uh, you know, really taking that entrepreneur mindset and saying, where are the problems now that we're returning our injured, a players and really looking at everybody in the military as such when we re when we give them their health back and we allow them to find you know a purpose and the passion for their life with a new lease on life they're going out and achieving incredible things and they're doing incredible things and they're doing it on behalf of the veteran community so you're starting to see these network effects that have been taking place over the last five or six years and there's some incredible um, organizations, organizations that we continue to, to partner with as well that are doing things that we can do or we're not specifically focused on, but we know that there's a, a spectrum of care that's needed to really be able to, to heal from these 20 years of sustained combat operations. And we know we have a very niche place in that, but at the same time, we know that we're stronger, you know, together and collectively with some of these other organizations, um, and maybe that's a good place to kind of pivot to the four by four by 48 right, right. because we're actually looking at some of these um, nonprofits and partnering together uh, for this event coming up. Yeah. I, I wanted to mention that you guys have, uh, as I mentioned, you've been working very hard. You got a piece of land now and you're, you're kind of expanding your mission and um, we've got this event coming up in March that I'm going to head down to Texas to participate in. I'm looking forward to, um, but people are going to be participating around the country. And, and um, uh, you've got some, some really awesome organizations involved in this. Um, I saw heroic hearts in there. I saw fit ops in there and there's, there, there's some others I, they, that you talk about and there's going to be some awesome people heading down there too. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, kind of to, to go to the, 
I guess the kind of the best starting point is, um, yes, we uh, have about 40 acres that we recently got here in central Texas in the Sam Houston National Forest, which is absolutely beautiful. And um, as I've kind of uh, left and come back to the, the foundation full time, uh, fulfilling, you know, my purposeful passion, you know, driven work, uh, realization of that. Um, we were just kind of looking for the right event to kind of incorporate the, the land that felt right um, for the foundation. And uh, Navy SEAL David Goggins um, made an announcement after um, Thanksgiving that he's going to be doing the four by four by 48 challenge um, again this year in March. And so um, we actually had two individuals that did this challenge for us last year um, for the foundation. So one did a, an Instagram um, fundraiser and the other did a Facebook and man, they went out and they ran four miles every four hours for 48 hours, um, doing it on behalf of Warrior Angels Foundation and raising almost uh, $10,000 as, you know, they're spotlighting, you know, our mission and the work we're doing, uh, helping to spread that awareness. So we were just one really blown away by the effort, um, and what they did there. And then we just kind of had the idea, well, what if we invited some of the nonprofits and some of the folks from the special operations community to our land. We'll host the event in kind of a, an austere uh, condition. So we're going to be camping there on the land. We'll depart um, every four hours uh, from the start line. We'll take the trail into the same Houston National Forest, two-mile turnaround for a four-mile leg, and then you'll um, complete that iteration, you know, back at our quote-unquote campsite. And then we'll do that 11 more times uh, in a 48-hour period. And so it's a, it's a, a struggle and it's a, it's a, a shitty challenge, um, for people who no, no, Chris loves <laughs> shit like that. Chris <laughs> loves for, yeah. I mean, it's, it's for, it's, it's for those that want something, you know, bigger than ourselves, uh, something that's really hard that you're going to have to work for. And so we knew it was going to be a, a bitch of a challenge and a struggle. Um, but we said, that's what we really want. And that really kind of embodies us and our ethos. Yeah. You know, some people do galas and we're not, I'm not bashing, um, galas. We, we attend galas quite frequently. I love a good gala. Yeah, our, our wives really <laughs> love to attend it and get dressed up, but you know, that just wasn't uh, us, us as uh, individuals, us as an organization and kind of, you know, being blessed to the point that we are, we were like, you know, how can we do the things that we want to do with the people, do, do the things we love with the people we love, bottom line. And we have this 40 acre ranch. How can we use this uh, to the betterment um, of, of our community and, and to, the, to the, you know, humanity at large? And that was, oh, okay, a great suck fest. Because when uh, they, uh, those guys did this fundraiser for us last year, I was like, what is the four by four by 48? Like people yeah, are the same <laughs> making money for us. This is awesome. And uh, so basically it was like, hey, man, how can we get, get the people that we love together, that we really support, do something together, raise a shit ton of money, and have an awesome party at the end? And so this was uh, all Adam's uh, brainchild. And again, all, all uh, credit goes to Goggins. Goggins uh, is his, it's his uh, brainchild. But we, we've been the organizing force to put what we're calling is the, um, the new leaders on the, uh, on the edge uh, of neurorestoration, psychedelic-assisted uh, therapy you know, type of care. And uh, bringing all those together. Um, and that's what it's going to be about, man. And... It's not just people all over the country, Chris. We've got now people participating from all over the world. 
you go to our website and uh, you can get all the information on it, but we have a discord community in there. And uh, so I'm posting my uh, training every day and my nutrition. And we've got people from all over the world now in there on discord and uh, discussing how they're raising uh, money on their end and how their training's going. And so now we're just really built this kind of cool online community that's global. And this has been all in less than 30 days. Yeah, listen, this challenge has got my aviator ass out there, and I did eight miles yesterday. And so, you nice. know, that's not in the DNA for an aviator. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was great, man, and I loved it. And I was like, oh. And, and you know, it's funny. That's like that's what people that are um, coming to this challenge are saying is, you know, I just need something. Like, COVID's kicked me in the ass. Um, you know, I, I just need something larger than myself a reason to get out there um, and get after it. And that was kind of the ethos, right? Because we wanted to stay true to, you know, Goggins' uh, challenge of, hey, like, do something bigger than yourself. Get off uh, your couch. Get off your ass. Get out there. Run it. If you can't run it, walk it. If you can't walk it, crawl it. We wouldn't recommend crawling it. But what we did is we just said, hey, we're going to go out and allow folks to kind of claim their free fundraising page on our website. So we kind of built the back end for it. So folks can get out there. Um, they can join the Discord if they just want to take on, you know, the challenge and do it. Or you can get a, a team and some friends together and and raise some funds. And so the cool thing is, like, yes, you can raise funds for Warrior Angels Foundation, but we also wanted to um, spotlight um, some other incredible nonprofits in the space. And so, like you said, you can go and say, "I want to do the the WAF Spec Ops Four by Four by Forty Eight Challenge." but I'm going to raise funds for heroic hearts project, mm-hmm. um, which does psychedelic assisted therapy to um, help treat veterans that are suffering from, from trauma and post-traumatic stress. And then similarly, um, vet solutions, veterans exploring treatment solution, vets, another psychedelic assisted um, therapy um, doing the same thing and doing some incredible, really leading in, in the space um, with respect to psychedelics um and that as a modality of treatment to heal from uh, pts uh for our veterans helping to pass uh legislation that andrew was also uh, a part of passing texas house bill um 1802 so just some really incredible things um fit ops nine line foundation and special operations association of america and the cool thing is um andrew is on the board uh of soa uh, along with a, a, a lot of other really great um, individuals that have um, a lot of them committing to come down and take part. So you want to talk about some of the participants that are actually going to come down to the land. We want to invite as many people as we could. Obviously uh, we only had a, a few months to kind of yeah. plan. So we're keeping it small this year, but we have some, some really exciting folks that are participating. Yeah. What's oh, cool is every organization is putting together their team. So the team from SOA, has got uh, people of the likes of Chris Miller, was the last act- acting Secretary of Defense uh, under Trump, um, Morgan Luttrell, and some other um, surprise guests uh, that we'll wait to announce there. Um, we've got uh, the winner of Survivor, uh, former Marine, uh, Ben. How do you pronounce Ben's last name? Yeah, I believe it's Drebergen. Yeah, Ben Drebergen, uh, awesome dude. He was in our film, Quiet Explosions. Um, and uh, all of the founders of every one of those organizations will be there. And so kind of, you know, it's Chris list. Albert's going to be there. Oh, yeah, Chris Albert, no doubt. Chris Albert and the lovely Shauna. And uh, I can't even remember all the people, man, were so uh, balls deep in putting the logistical thing uh, together. 
but we have that we put uh, update social media quite frequently and uh, all the information's uh, on our website, man. But it is a pretty awesome cast of characters that are coming to come together here. And we're going to get a lot of great content out of there. Chris, we're thinking about doing like a speed, like a speed round of, uh, you know, this is um, what do they call those ultra, like ultra races do ultra uh, podcasting with it. So instead of a podcasting station, Hell yeah. come back after every four mile rotation, have somebody run through the podcast. So we do extreme podcasting in between the extreme four, you know, four miles. Hell yeah. No, that's, that's yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm so down for it. I'm so down for it. I got a, uh, I'm, I'm uh, cause a, you know, people are, people are drowsy and, uh, not thinking clearly. And that's the best time to have great conversations. Yeah. yeah. We figured we could probably get stuff to hold over some people. Yeah, for sure. Black <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to, it's going to be cold too. So Adam, I'm, I'm going to be cuddling up next to you in the, uh, sleeping bag there. It'll be fun. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I actually yeah, I mean, grappling. Ideas for, uh, version two, Chris, we got ideas for version two. I'll, I'll, uh, I want to get your uh, support on and I'll lean on you for uh, ways that we can do that. Well, that'll be a future episode, but um, that'll be another thing. Cause really what we want to do is create these events where people like are really excited to do. And like the fundraising is like a side thing. Like if you're into it, do it, man. Great. Awesome. And you get to support these groups. We vetted them. We verified them. You can go and do the same. Um, but it's really just a challenge to get out and do something um, to commit to something, to be a better version of yourself. And we want to do several of these a year that, again, like the fundraising is a main focus, but it's a byproduct and has to build community with the, the people that we're close to, um, but not maybe in the same geographical location. So that's what we're going to see a lot more from, from us uh, moving forward in the future. That's outstanding. That's going to be this. I'm super excited about this. I'm super excited about everything you guys got going on. And, and I think, you know, there's so many people who talk about doing stuff and there's very few people who, who, who take it to action. And, and you guys are people who actually take action and, and, and make stuff happen. And, and, you know, I think that's what this community needs. It's, it's, it, and, and that's the only way we're going to get forward with things being the way they are. I mean, we need people who are committed to taking action and actually doing things. Um, there, 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 there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. Well, Andrew has to because that's his handle on Instagram, defined by action. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine's just Adam Moore. <laughs> I got to keep him guessing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, Chris, we have we have these incredible leaders, leaders such as yourself, that's been um, a mentor for so many uh, for years now. And the point being is the, the best of the generation of the last 20 years, irrespective of whatever you think about the combat situation, the best of the generation said, fuck it, I'm in. I'm in 100%. And many of them have returned, but they've yet to come home. And this is really about us helping to return those proven leaders back on and back in the game of life. We don't heal anybody. We don't do shit. We just give them access to information and access to something that where they can have the ability to heal themselves. No 12-step program, none, none of this. Just we need those types of individuals that are already proven back on 
because I think there's a specific plan in place to turn them off. Maybe that's not relevant to this conversation. But when we put those people back on, back in the game of life, we see good things ripple throughout the homes, throughout the community, throughout the country. And I think if it's, uh, if, not, if not us, then who type of mentality. So I think it's us, up to us to lead and to continue to lead. And if you don't like it, you fix it. You change it. You don't fucking sit around and whine about it. You do something. And uh, if not, go, go over there to the barbershop and fucking talk about it, man. But I, we don't got time for that over here. We're, do, we're doing it. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. I love you guys, man. And and this is going to be absolutely outstanding. Um, where, uh, before we head out, a couple of things. Where where can people go? Where where's the website for this stuff up right now? Yeah, it's just one. It's one of our uh, main tabs on our core website. So you can go to it, um, warriorangelsfoundation.org, and it's one of the top menu items, four by four by forty eight or warriorangelsfoundation.org slash 4x4x48. And then you can also get links to it from any of our social medias, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. Awesome. And, and uh, Tales from the Blast Factory, that's still up. Um, is it, where can people get access to that? Yeah, uh, anywhere books are sold. And we now, that's, uh, we have uh, five years later, we released the audio book. And so uh, you have the audio book now uh, and we read it. So you got Mark Gordon with the, uh, was it he did the forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gordon with the forward, Adam with the uh, intro and then uh, you know, the rest of us uh, reading through. So as I was like it when the authors uh, read the book. Um, yeah. And so that was important to us. And then uh, of course that turned into the, uh, <laughs> it just blows my mind, man, the award-winning film yep. that was uh, in consideration for uh, uh you know, the Academy Awards for mm-hmm. both best picture and best score. How hilarious is that, Chris? That's awesome. And um, that, that is available on any platform outside of Netflix. Um, so, you know, those are that. All our podcasts can be found on our media page, uh, mm-hmm. on our website, and all of our articles and, and links out to different, you know, research and uh, our, our clinical uh, results. And uh, if you want to get support, you can, you can get that, uh, navigate that through our website as well. So it's a one-stop shop there, man, all our social media, all the, all those types of things. It's funny, Chris was trying to get me, you know, to post social media years ago and I would just not do it. And, uh, uh, I, God, I don't care, man. And then, uh, you know, that's one of Adam's main focuses here, man, is uh, driving our social media. Uh, it's, it's so necessary. I must have been so difficult uh, to handle uh, for you and me giving you the... the <laughs> I just remember. You know, the yeah, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. I, I, I just remember I'm standing there. It might be helpful. Yeah. I'm just standing there. I'm like, hey, hey, man, why, why don't you post a little bit? And then I get this big hulking figure looking at me wide-eyed being like, no. <laughs> yeah, there was a point in time we were, we had conversations about like deleting the Warrior Angels Foundation uh, Facebook page, and I had to fight it. I had to fight Andrew. I was going to do it. I was like, "We're done. We're done with social media." And he's like, "He had a conniption fit." He's like, "You realize how many people follow us?" And um, so we kept it. That was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's actually surprising over the years, like how much donation dollars have come in through Facebook. So for all the the gripes you have, there's, you know, feed, feed the beast. It's a it's a double edged sword. But more than anything, you know, what it was is a, and, and what social media is is a way to connect and share that message. And so that's 
you know, what we're about and like what we're continuing to do going forward is, is really share um, content that centers, you know, around our, you know, core uh, mission set, which is, you know, to help provide uh, treatment, outreach, education, and research. And through that, it's really about helping folks to find uh, answers that they couldn't find somewhere else. And that helps uh, instill a sense of hope, hope that, you know, this will work for me too, and ultimately lead to healing. And so um, that's the type of um, content we share because we want to inspire others, you know, educate, let them know um, what's happening and that this too can work for them, you know, as evidenced by these folks. And meanwhile, we want to continue to be, you know, a bastion, you know, for the the future um, and helping to prepare that through um, the research efforts and um, geopolitical um, things that we're starting to get more um, involved in uh, as we've gained this, you know, momentum over the last six or seven years. Um, and so that's, you know, it's not just to say, uh, oh, we, we need followers or X, Y, Z. It's, it's about um, really getting the, the core, you know, of this message uh, equipped to as many people as possible so that, um, you know, if they're struggling or at a future date and time when X event happens, you know, you're equipped and you have that knowledge. It's, it's a commonplace. And so that's really what we're, we're fighting for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I just want to take a minute before we go to acknowledge both of you guys. I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, you know, from the beginning, Andrew has been a huge figure for the Warrior Soul podcast. Um, you know, greatly involved with the show throughout the show's history uh, is a big reason why we've had some of the guests we've had on here. And, uh, you know, I, I love the guy like a brother. He's, uh, you know, we practically lived with each other for a little bit for again. Um, and, and uh, you know, I love both you guys. I love what you're doing. And, um, you know, I'm here to support you guys 100% no matter what you guys are doing here because I, I believe in your mission I believe in everything you do and and I think that that you guys are helping so many people in our community so thank you both yeah right back at you Chris I know coming out to uh California when I didn't get the chance to live out there when both you guys did but getting to uh be in the mountains uh be at the beach together spend spend that time and, and work out man uh I just could not have felt more like I was uh, with my family when we were with you. And so I always uh, enjoyed that and just so grateful for your uh, friendship and support for the mission uh, for the family and everything that, that you do uh, in this space for your listeners and for the, for the community, man. It's just amazing. Absolutely guys. Well, Thank you guys both. I'm going to get the links to everything Warrior Angels Foundation up on the show notes. I'm going to get everything up for the event up on the show notes as well. To you guys out there, I hope that you 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 listen to what we said here today. I hope you're taking action in your own lives. And I hope if you have the time, you, you find it in your schedule and your life to participate or figure out a way to help this mission. I, th I think it's a worthy mission, a worthy cause. And, uh, you know, we're, we're fighting not only for a bunch of people's lives, but also for, I think, the future of this country. So thank you all for listening. We'll be back at you soon with another awesome episode and some great updates for, for everything the Warriors, Warrior Angels Foundation has going on with this awesome event. So we'll talk to you guys soon. This is Chris, Adam, and Andrew, and we are out.